Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome to the Back Porch Conjure. I am E5 Bayo. Welcome, welcome, welcome. How is doing? Before I get into that, grab a seat, cop a squat, get a blanket, a chair. Hell, sit right here on the stoop. Get you something cold to drink, something warm to drink. Shit! It's 3 o'clock somewhere. Get your drink on. Real talk. I wanted to touch bases on healing. <laughs> healing. I had to learn a few things about myself. And I would like to share it with you. It's my experience. I'm not a doctor. Disclaim, I ain't trying to heal anyone. This is never to take the place of you going to seek professional help, therapy, and all of that, right? Because, you know, I, I know what people give. And I've been seeing where people now are really going to court, taking people to court. Well, you gave me advice. Is serious? Not me. I'm saying what I'm saying. So let me put this disclaimer out there before somebody say, well, Eva Bayo said, no. Go and get professional help. A licensed therapist, right? I'm just sharing my experience with you. That's all. Take it if you need it. Use it if you want to. Or keep scrolling or go and listen to something else. This maybe ain't the conversation for you. Okay, all right, now that we got that out the way, how is doing? How is us doing? Now, I want to touch on healing. Healing. So, <clears throat> my experience, right? I want to share it with you. In my family, we are known, like I said, for the fight or flight. Either we're going to fight you or we're going to shut you down, not speak to you, so we're going to run. We're going to run for whatever problem it is, right? And... Me as an individual, upset family, having shared the same blood, right? I have been, when I noticed it, and I noticed that this was my mechanism to cope with life, I, when I got into therapy and I started doing shadow work and things like that, I noticed that. I noticed patterns. I know that's what I was usually doing. If you said something out of pocket to me, either I would fight you or I would just walk away from the problem. Either or, neither one is good right? Neither one is healthy. Neither one finds solutions. We can agree to disagree. You're going about yourself and that's it, right? So now mind you, this doesn't give an opportunity if me and you had a falling out and I'm like, oh, I'm going to go back. No, you did what you did. I said what I said. Let's move on. It's not about you. So stop taking things personal. Get out your feelings. Move on. Whatever happened between us, that's it. If it reached the internet and didn't have no business there, if me and you are talking and you want to reach it there, move on. Move on. We were never friends anyway. I'm not about clout chasing. I don't need to douse someone's flame to make my shit shine brighter. I'm going to shine on my own. How you doing? Okay, anyway, back to said conversation. So... My family and us, we are healing, right? But I notice that um, when something is said, like, I don't like a person that throws a rock and hide their hands. I can't stand that. Don't say something because I think that's like gaslighting. Like, don't say something and now you have everyone in an uproar or for them to call you 90 million times to... Um, Try to see what's wrong, and you sitting there looking at your phone, laughing, and, and getting your jollies off of that. I also 
me, I'm talking about me. I don't like when you bully someone or talk bad about someone. And then when you are confronted, right, on your actions, conversation, and then you want to take it to social media and try to have the amen choir jump on your bandwagon so you can be validated. Why? I didn't, I didn't go to social media. I came to you as an adult, but then I had to learn. Not everybody is an adult, not mentally, physically. Yeah, we all grown, but some of us have that high school childlike behavior. And some of us become the very person that hurt us, you know? And I witnessed that on a whole level of yesterday. Now I'm a strong believer. You're going to see things on social media that might piss you off, that might, you you know, you might want to say something. And I did that. So healing, right? Because this is my experience. So I was watching a video, and I have to confess, I didn't watch the whole video or went through. Boo! Which is true, right? When I tell you I got dragged, <laughs> I got dragged. They was like, oh, what video did you watch? Because I jumped the gun, right? I jumped the gun and wrote something. Because... Backstory, and it's not an excuse. I was already in my feelings, so I saw that mo that beginning part. Instead of listening to the whole thing, I saw the beginning part, and I just jumped on it, jumped on it. And I'm like, damn, you know, I tell people don't get out their emotions and shit, and here I am doing the exact same thing I'm telling people not to do. Accountability. Mm-hmm. Stupidity, yeah, I can call myself stupid. I ain't gonna let nobody else call me that, but yeah. And I left it. So when I got up today, I mean, people were dragging me. What video was you watching? What's wrong with you, E5 Bale? But one person said, yo, take this down, because you didn't watch the whole thing. And I did, you know what I did? I apologized for my lackness and my, and my laziness of not seeing the video all the way through. I did. I apologize. I took it down, but I apologize because me jumping the gun. Now, the first thing you asked was, well, damn, what was you and your feelings about? Like I said, the bullying, right? I was already in my feelings instead of going, meditating, put myself back in alignment, put myself back in. No. I had to go guns a-blazing. You know, that ain't, that Aries energy. I had to go guns a-blazing. Oh, everybody can get it. But the only one that looked like a fucking idiot was me. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, this healing shit is not for the weak. And we get days and we get those times where we may not have a good day. Right? Because we're going to have those. We're going to have days where we don't have a good day. We're going to have those days where anybody can get it. We're going to have those days like, fuck that. Don't say nothing to me. I'm on the warpath. We're going to have those days. We human. The part that we need to understand is what brung us. What happened to bring us to this point? Because Les Brown said it best. Wherever you find yourself, you made an appointment to be there. So what brung you to this spot? Huh. Again, bullying. Again, if I have a conversation with you and it's just me and you, we having a FaceTime or we having a phone conversation or we having a face-to-face, -face, 
It didn't go on the internet. It came between me and you. So now I'm looking and like, why the fuck y'all putting this up here? So instead of, right, saying, you know what? This person and me are not on the same wavelength. Like, it wasn't something to bash you or discredit you or anything. We're two adults having a conversation, sharing what happened and trying to see it or at least get your input on what happened and, you know, explaining from the other person's point of view where we can, we can both agree to disagree, but we have respect for one another. But then when you want to bring it out and really have that, I'm like, well, what did you get out of this? And some people, like I said, are on that junior high school. I am only here because, you know, woe is me. I'm the victim. But if you are the victim in every situation you was in, then you're not the victim, my love. You're the problem. Fix that. Right? So... I'm like, and I know what some of y'all can get. Well, if you didn't like her doing it, you're doing it now. No, I'm not. I'm explaining why I went that way. Because what brings you to the point where you have to act out? If you're healing and we're not matching energies or anything like that, what happened in the course of to get you here? Because you made an appointment to be there. So I'm explaining what happened, right? Because I know what some people give. For real, I do, and I I get it, but I don't get it, if I can say that, honestly. Because if I'm sitting here telling you one plus one is two, and you're like, yeah, well, that's true. Well, that's fact. But then you go around and tell everybody, well, you know, Ifa Abeo told me one plus one is two, and I agree, but I didn't agree. I didn't tell everybody. I told you the same way. If you made me a plate, why do you got to tell the world that you fed me? So then did you really do it out of the kindness of your heart or you just did it so you can have some content or something that you can talk about? Dismiss. dismiss. Like those, those are the kind of energies and the vibes that I don't need to be around because now you're using people's pain, suffering, or, you know, hurt or traumas to give you content so you can have something to speak about. If you a celebrity gossipist, or an or, 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 or underpaid, broke Wendy Williams and say that. Because that's not what we're doing. We're finding solutions so we can have unity in the community. Real talk. But if you're using it so it can better or give you a step up so you can get some more views on TikTok and Facebook and Instagram, then I, I, I really can't help you because what you're going through is what a licensed therapist, and maybe some meds because you're a little off balance need to take care of because Ifa Abeo can't help you. So anyway, I got into that mind frame, right? And you know, when you get into that mind frame of anybody can get it and today's the day and I wish a motherfucker would and all of that, you spill off or you cut or you burn someone that wasn't even near your flame. You know what I'm saying? And you become, you know, one-sided. Revenge and, and anger only sees to destroy. It doesn't see to help, heal, and lift or inspire. Now, yeah, we get lost. We get hurt. We get all of that. But to lash out on innocent people or to say something 
that is that's not even relevant or you didn't even hear the whole story. It doesn't help you. It hurts you. Now, we have to get to that point where we can hold ourselves accountable and say, damn, I fucked up. My bad. And show in a way of action that you really learned your lesson, not just saying it. Because I, I hear a lot of people, oh my God, I'm sorry. And they go around and repeat the same behavior to everybody else and the person they last heard. How many times do you say you're sorry without the action? See, healing takes place. Healing is action. It's not just you running around saying, I'm healing. No, there's some action behind it. There's some movement. There's some uh, consequences. There's some accountability. There's a lot of things like peeling the onion layer after layer that takes place in your life. Most of us don't want that. We just like to say the word healing, like everybody was saying the word audacity and people were running around saying the word, uh, uh, um, my, my, I'm great or I'm epic. That's true, but what are you doing to be great and epic? You're the audacity. Well, who did that to you? You know, do you know what the word mean? Are you looking it up? Like, realistically, because some of y'all are using it and don't even belong there. (laughs) It's, I can laugh now, but, you know, so anyway, I woke up and I was dragged. I was. I was dragged on Instagram, social media, and I was laughing where I was happy somebody did say, yo, Ifi Bayo, we already see that you didn't hear the wrong thing. Now, what did I learn from this? I learned to watch a full video, right? Just don't take it as face value. I also learned that when I'm in my feelings, the clock out. Clock out and go and get myself back right. Take time to access, to see to feel the emotion and let it release. I learned that. Um, and some of you, oh, I always knew that. Yeah, but applying it is a different story. Learning it and knowing it, but applying it, oh, that hit different, you know? Um, and then through my actions and my day-to-day, I'm like, wow. So the ending of it is, I told you, I, you know, I'm learning Right, and it's not an excuse. Trust me, I don't make excuses. I make adjustments, amends, applying, and cor- corrections. Right, I don't make excuses. So anyway, um, as my son called me and we was talking, and he was like, "Wow, you know, I had a bad day," and I'm like, "Wow, I understand that." So now I can come from a place of, like, I understand that. Little do you know, I had a bad day as well. But he was venting. So, you know, I'm listening. He was like, yeah, I had a bad day. And, I, you know, I took to everybody and I got on everybody. But then I noticed, like, this is too much. It's overwhelming. Let me go for a walk. And I'm like, okay, so what did you learn from the walk? And he was like, you know, that everything is not as it is. Because as he had a bad day, he had a bad day from the time he woke up. And as he was writing on his computer, instead of hitting save, he just assumed because the computer already automatically saves. Well, when it's a blackout, everything is lost. So all his documents, he said he was working so hard on it, it disappeared. So that just added more fuel to the fire. And he was just ready to argue with everyone. So he went for a walk. And I'm like, wow. And... I said, well, what did you learn? He was like, I learned that 
one, I should hit save. I was like, yeah. And saying two, you know, to deal with. Deal with whatever mood or whatever I'm going through at that moment. And, you know, then it raised the question, well, what if you can't deal with it at that moment? Let me give you an example. Someone texts you out of the blue with something very negative, And most likely, after they text it, most people, not all, block you. So now you're in a funk, you're in a rage, you're in a, because you want to, you know, set this person straight. But now you can't. So what do you do with the anger, the stress, the animosity, the, you know, the how dare you? What do you do with all of those energies, that feeling, that emotion? Because you can't address the person and you don't want to take it out on the person that comes you don't, you know, they don't have anything to do with it. You don't want to take it out on your family. You don't want to go to the job and curse somebody out. You don't want to take it out on maybe a customer, a client. You don't. So how do you, because you can't get closure realistically from the person, because especially if you're used to that, like, no. Well, one of my suggestions, it's just a suggestion, okay, is that you feel that emotion. You could either write yourself a letter, you can blog, right? But not say a person's name, but you can go into a deep meditative state and feel that emotion and see where it comes from originally. Because all this person did was share something, right? And then they, yeah, they take the cow away to block you so you can't have that conversation. So you instead deal with it, of where it's coming from. When you were a child, did someone do something to you and didn't dismiss you? Because it had to come from a place other than this person bringing this to you. And yeah, it is a form of gaslighting to where they want to be manipulative and have power over you and all of that, get you revved up and then run. Yeah, you know, but why is it so hurtful to you now? Like, this person, even if they were born with you, they're not in your everyday life. And let's just say they're your partner. Like, they know how, because your partner know how to get under your skin better than anybody, right? Your partner and your children. But them just saying something should not take you out of character. So now let's look at the base of where it's coming from. Ah. Was mommy and daddy, real talk, not to make you feel left out, dumb, stupid, or anything like that. But did mommy or daddy or any provider, when they, when you wanted to voice your feelings or you wanted to, you know, say how you felt, did they shut you down? Did they argue with you or made you feel embarrassed in front of friends and then silence you? Think about that. Think about the time when you were young and you couldn't voice what you wanted to say maybe to your parent or your provider or a person in authority. So now that you're an adult, anyone says anything, you're going to say something because you've been silenced as a child and you didn't like that. So now it's showing up in your adult life. Oh. And I will say a lot of it was not me voicing because my mom would let me voice. But getting my point across, not being heard, that's the part that pisses me off, right? That pisses me off. So if I'm talking to you and I'm asking you, you get it? You see where I'm coming from? Do you understand it? And most people just, they don't listen 
to hear you. They listen because they want to shut you up and reply, right? Without even hearing what you're saying. So, and I think that's what pissed me off to where I didn't like that feeling. Like if I'm even in school, like, you know, my sixth grade teacher, Mr. Fox and Mr. Klein, the science teacher and them, like growing up in PS40, they had this concept that children were seen instead of heard. So if you had a voice, you were a troublemaker. You was that kid that, mm-mm. So I hated to be silenced by anyone in authority or elder. Like, if you can say something, then I can say something. I'm not being disrespectful. I'm, you know, the same way you can come and say something to me, I should be able to respond. But a lot of people back then, they didn't give you that. You were seen. Shut up. I know more than you. Yeah, that pissed me off. That did. That took me to a place where I was like, what? Healing is an action word. And you will have those days where you will be taken back of those traumas and memories of a child. You didn't like it. But you cannot spew that hate and that hurt onto innocent people. You cannot go at people because you're in your bag. My suggestion is that you heal that before you go at people. Now, your family, as well as your partner and your children, I'm going to say it. Sometimes they can be the worst and they can bring out the worst in you. And it's usually at the worst of times. So my daughter was having a conversation and with me. And she said something that was like, what? She was like, oh, I get it from my mama. I said, no, I never did that. And the conversation was, we was talking about uh, cheating. And, um, you know, cheating. Because I want to make sure I get it right. So cheating, messing with someone's man or partner and not being, um, if we're friends, then I'm going to tell you. If we're not friends, then we're not doing that. So I'm not, I, I don't owe you anything. And guess what? I'm not talking to your man, right? So let me explain. Let me tell you about, because I don't want you to get confused. So... I, I had a good girlfriend that was dating a friend of her of my ours, right? She was dating him. And uh story is, is wild. So stay 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 relevant. So I had a friend, she was dating a friend of ours. We all have a mutual friend, right? So the friend was showing off a man and you know, running around like, yeah, you know, this is my new bae, this is my boo and everything. So all of our friends that we had for many, many years. Was standing there like, oh, that's nice, that's nice, that's nice. So when her man, they was at, you know, another friend's house and they were all there. And he had left because he had something to do. So he was like, baby, you know, I'll come back and pick you up or I'll meet you at the house. But I'm out, you know, I got something to do. So she was like, oh, okay, okay. So he left. Once he left, and she was, she was really happy, y'all. I'm talking about like, this was her happiest moment. Right. And the reason why I know that she was happy because they've been broken up for over six years and it still hurts her. So I know she was really happy with him. Now, 
I don't look at people's body count. Okay, how many people you slept with? That was in the past. You with me now? Let's great. Let's go. But if you slept with any of my close personal friends, I think you should tell me. Like I should be aware of that. I shouldn't. You know, you you should tell me that while we're talking. Like yo, you know, I used to date. So now it gives me the option if I want to fuck with you. Or if I don't, okay. So when he left, her friends more than five. Was like, yo, you know I used to mess with him. Yo, you know I used to rock with him. Yo, I know. Now, should it have come from them? Yeah, when y'all first saw them together, but for a whole month, they didn't let nobody know they was rocking, right? So, only me. So, they didn't let nobody know. So, he should have told her. That's how I view it. He should have told her because then that would have gave you the option for me to mess with you or not, right? So, me and my daughter's having a conversation, and she was like, I, I wouldn't have told her. That's not, you know, as a friend. That's not her, you know, that's not her business. And I was like, well, why? Why wouldn't you tell? She was like, I get that from my mom. I said, hold on, wait, stop. How do you view me? Because, uh, hello, right? So, this is where communication gets in. I said, hello, because two things that you can leave around me, your pocketbook and your man, because I don't want neither one of them. I don't do sloppy seconds, right? That's one. Two, if I dated someone or we was rocking and you start dating them, I'm going to let you know as a friend, yo, you know what I'm saying? No hate, no shade, no nothing. You my girl. We good, good girlfriends. My, uh, I used to rock with that. Now, let's go back. If we good, good girlfriends... And I had this as my man, you would already know. Now, if it's a sneaky link, I'm going to let you know, yo, sus, I smashed that. It wasn't some feelings. We weren't in a relationship or nothing. You know, we used condoms or we did it raw. But, you know, I, I smashed that. I'm just, I'm just letting you know. So you don't need to hear from no one else. I'm going to let you know from the door once I find out. Now, if I don't know and you sneaky link in and stuff, and then a month or two later, you already in, I would assume he already told you. Right? So, <laughs> I had to ask her, how do you see me? Y'all, the answer was beyond. She said, well, that's what my father said. Well, your father will never see me in a good light, no matter what. And that's kind of messed up because you spent your whole entire life with me. So how do you, that you sitting here, you watching me, you see me, you see me doing things, you're there, you're my child, but you will take the image of me and the description from your father? That don't make sense. So then, you know, she was like, well, because he said he knows you. No, he doesn't. He knows when I was married to him, that virgin, that broken version of me. He don't know to me now. She had to hang up and then for a while. And then she called back. I was like, damn, you're right. I know. Like, don't do that. So most people, when they are throwing shade or you know, doing things, you really got to see it from their angle of why they're doing it. Because the first thing is, how do they view you, right? And I'm not getting off the topic. It all makes sense. How do they view you? 
you know, yeah, they perception of you do not define you. That's true. But if you know them and your family or a good, good girlfriend or homeboy or whatever, and you're with them, you need to ask because maybe their version of you is coming from a person that don't even know you. That may have knew you 16, 17 years ago. I was standing with my good girlfriend, Yetta. All right. And we standing there and I was in South Jamaica and she was like, yeah, I was like, yeah, man, we can hang out and stuff and go get something to eat. She was like, yeah, you know, we can drink and smoke. I said, sis, I don't do that no more. She was like, what? I said, yo, I don't drink or smoke. Now, mind you, she was a good girl before I met her, right? She church girl and everything. I got her hooked on smoking and drinking, right? Real talk. I, I was, if you hung around me, Yo, you want to hit this blunt or not? Now, if you don't want to hit it, I'm not peer pressure. Yo, you want to smoke? Yes or no? Now, if I know you didn't smoke and you didn't have no assumptions of smoking, yo, I'll leave my weed with you because I know you ain't going to smoke my shit. I can't leave with my family. They're all fucking potheads. They're going to smoke my shit. So I have friends that didn't smoke and I'll be like, you know, wrap it up and everything. Be like, yo, put this in your sock drawer. Your mom's do your laundry and stuff? Yeah. I right, put it in your closet, put it in a book bag, you'll put it in the back and I'll put like um, the dryer sheets in there so it kind of does the smell or whatever. It'd be in the glass jar. I knew how to hide shit. And, you know, I could leave it there for shit a week or until that broke day when I can't get no weed and I'll be like, yo, I came to get my bag. Oh, I got it here. It's in the closet. Thank you. Thank you. Need something? Yo, let's go get something to eat. You know, and I always, you know, give them something. It's just natural. You listen, side note, if you're always giving or you're always reciprocating people that do stuff for you, you don't need to be told. It's just a natural thing. You've been doing it all your life. Trust me, it's a natural thing. But for those people that's not used to that, they'll they'll be. I call those the church people. They'll dollar you to death. You'd be like, yeah, you know, okay, yeah, I, I helped you. Uh, yeah, you know, you helped me here. I'm gonna give you, and somebody give you a dollar. I'll be like, yo, I used to give it back. Like, yo, you need that more than I do. You don't want my stuff? No, not at all. I put my. This is how I always think. Right? And we are not the same. But I'm just saying, this is how I think. It's going sideways for a moment. If you do something for me, right? Whether you promote me, whether you look out for me, whether you hold a bag for me, or whatever. In my head, you are taking the place of me. You're putting yourself in harm's way, danger, or even in a good light. But you're doing that, stopping your time. Stopping what you're doing, even if... I hit you up for a question. You're stopping what you're doing to answer me or help me in any way possible. I'm paying you or I'm offering you something because you took time out of your day. I don't know what you had on your schedule, even if it's sleep. That's you still doing something to look out for me. How can I repay you? That's how I was taught. That's what I do, right? Real talk. And if I don't have it right then and there, believe me, when I get it, most people hit me up and be like, oh, what's this for? And I either screenshot it and be like, yo, remember you looked out? Oh, my God, you ain't have to do that. I didn't, but I did. So thank you. It's just my way of saying thank you. Real talk. That's how I am. I taught my children and my nieces the same thing. You talk to my niece, Samantha, she is going to give you something. Like, yo, here, thank you for your time. She will. Because that's how they were raised. Why? Because that's how we was raised. My mother used to always say, yo, bless those people that took their time out to help you 
enlighten you shit to even cover for you. They ain't have to. They're putting themselves in a predicament that they don't even know the full story, but they did it. So give them a blessing. Real talk. So anyway, back to it. So <laughs> you will have people that will that will maybe see you from a different light. That will maybe see you, right? So anyway, for Yetta, I would, you know, I would smoke my blunt and be like, yo, you want something? She's like, no, you know I don't smoke. All right. So I'm sitting there smoking. You're in my house. I'm in my room. My mom's in the men's at work. I'm chilling. I'm smoking. All right. Or, you know, my mom used to drink Jordan, Gordon's gin. So every once in a blue, because I'm not a drinker, I smoke my liquor. So every once in a blue, I put some Gordon's gin and a Coca in the, in the cup and sip on that. That should be there all day, right? So Yetta, from her hanging with me, eventually she broke down and did it. All right. So we always be smoking everything. So I, right, girl, you know, but I did have friends that I ain't care how many times I smoke. They used to be like, yo, yeah, I'll be back when your smoking session is over. Or yeah, be sitting there and be like, yo, you always fucking smoking. Like, yo, get your brain together or whatever. And no matter what, they never smoke. And I commend them for that, you know? Um, but yeah. Like, it wasn't peer pressure. I ain't say, yo, you want it, you need to do it, or whatever. All right, let me get my smoke on. They called me stay high. Let me get my smoke on so I can deal with the world, right? So, when we were standing there, she looked at me, and she was like, what, you don't smoke or drink? No. I said, yo, since I did get you to start smoking and drinking, let me show you another way on how you can change your life and have the same amount of fun like you was when you were smoking and drinking. Like, yo, we evolve. We grow up. And she was like, yo, I got her exact words. Yo, I got to learn the new you. Respect. Like, you're not going to see me as, yo, that's D. We hung with each other when we was 12, 13. Nah, this D in her 50s. Like, nah, this a whole new person. Like, I've been going, you've been going. We seeing each other. We chatting and stuff about old times. But now we got to check up on our life now. And I got to know this version of you. Because I don't know this person. You've been through a lot. You know, you, you've lived. You've done things. Both of us did. So I don't, I don't know this person. So, you know that song? Allow me to reintroduce myself. That's how it went. And you know what? Because we have went through different phases of our life. We've had different experiences. We love each other, but we love each other from a distance. Because this new virgin, I don't smoke or drink. I'm not outside in the club partying with some young people. Nah, I'd rather take trips and go and explore and see shit. I'm not here to sit in the projects all day and worry about what they're doing. So we don't, we don't, we don't clash. And it's not a disrespect. That's her journey. And I respect her for it. But that's not mine. So we don't sit there and bash each other. Ah, I bet you doing this and that. Nah, yo, I love you. Yeah, I love you too. And we keep it moving. Like for real. But you have those outsiders that don't understand that. And they'll go, oh, you don't fuck with D? Be like, yo, that's my sister. I love the shit out of her. Oh, but why she ain't here chilling? Why? She don't smoke or drink. Word? Yeah. Ah, oh, yeah. I can see that. No, you can't. See what I'm saying? Like healing is action. It's accountability. It is knowing who you are, knowing your worth as well. But knowing, knowing and signing up for things that you like and not for things you don't. 
I don't smoke and drink. So why am I hanging around? I love my friends. But why am I hanging around them? Why are they smoking and drinking? And no, I'm not going to be tempted or no, because I know what some people say. Oh, so you could go back. Nah, I'm not going back. Trust me. I, I hang around enough smokers and all that. But that's not my, that's not my, my path. That's not what I want to do in life. I don't down anybody that do it. Yo, God bless you. When I was in Vegas. Oh, so let me also say this. When I was in Vegas, I took a gummy. Why? Because my body was hurting that heat. You know what I'm saying? I'm living in New York. So that heat, I'm upstate where it's cold. So I'm down there and this heat is like crazy. And I'm like, wow. And I caught my, my, my period came. Yeah, I still do bleed. So I'm proud of how you doing. So, um, and we, in my family and our line of women, we can have a baby all the way until we 60 years old. Ain't that something? It's crazy. But hey, it is what it is. Anyway, so I'm there and I'm like, yo, you know, and I'm there to help out and assist in spirituality. So I'm like, okay, so let me take this gummy so I can relax my body and get some sleep. Because I didn't want to take painkillers. So when we went into the dispensary, I was talking to one of the bud tenders and asking them. And they was like, yo, this is not going to make you loopy or anything like that. What it's going to do is relax your muscles. And she explained it to me. And I was like, oh, okay. So I brought two, right? Two packs. And well, they come in jars. So two jars. And it's five in a jar. And I took one and it really did. It just, it made me talkative. Like, yo, I was talking about business plans and all of that, right? Now, what was amazing was the persons that I was with, one of them went and told, you know, people in her group that, oh, she, she get high. No, ma, I took a gummy, right? Because of the pain, trying to make sure that everyone was okay. What I didn't do was I didn't sit there and take it after I took that one, right? And it wasn't even a whole one. I gave the rest to the person's goddaughter, like, yo, here, I ain't taking it on the plane, like, here. How you try to write my story when it's mine? I'm the author of it. So healing. I didn't go and battle them and be like, yo, why are you doing this or whatever? Because they secretly told everybody in a group. And that person that was in the group was like, hey, you know, this is what people tell. Okay. Instead of, I, I tell them my own self. Listen, I said it on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and trust me, I got way more followers than she do. So if anybody, this is why I don't do co-defendants. Press you on a pipe, make it bust, and people want clout and chase and, and fame and likes. I don't give a fuck about that. So I told on myself. So it kind of took away from them. And it became, oh, I'm removing myself. Let me help you, ma. Get off my page. Go on with your life. I don't need to deal with you. And I moved on. I moved on. Healing is an action. Not saying that you won't have those bad days. I was reading a post where, and I posted it, where, you know, we quick to say, oh, I cut people off. But, you know, the people that's in your life, that's been in your life, <clears throat> that you're used to them being toxic. It plays on you to walk away. It does. Healing is action. Because even though that person may have been toxic, abusive, whatever. You don't dwell on that part. Most people dwell on the good part or the good thing they did for them. That's why most people hold on. 
because they hold on to that one thing or that one act that uplifted you to where you try to erase all the red flags that come with them. How? Because I was one of those people. I had a lot of people around me that were really fucked up. They would gossip about people. They would, you know, destroy people's character everywhere we went. They would talk bad about them and talk bad about, to all new people. And these people don't, they know them, but they don't know them. So they're just dogging them out. And I'm like, wow. But that one thing that they may have did with me, like, no, they thought of me or no, they, they helped me with this or no, they did that. And it helped me elevate me. So you try to erase all the red flags. Some red flags are never going away. Because just because your house is not on fire, one day that shit may burn. So just because they wasn't talking bad about you today. Don't mean they ain't talking bad about you tomorrow. And lo and behold, I get a call and all my business is out there. And I'm like, wait, what? So, that was one. Yeah, does it play on you sometimes? Yeah, it does. But healing is an action. It's an action. So, then, for even for my ex-husband, you know, like, wow, I was telling my daughter, I said, you know, when I was going through, right? And I tell you, the, the reason why I kept him... And, you know, kept him around and, and not uh, want to erase the red flags. Um, we were friends. And I had had an abortion. And I was sick. My mom was at work. And I was so sick. I, was, I couldn't even climb up the steps. And those cramps and pains, the after effect of it, my body was, man, taking a toll. And um, he, um, he sat with me. He never came in my house because I was laying on the in the middle of the front door, on the floor in the living room. And he sat there, went and got me orange juice, painkillers, you know, whatever I could eat, like wontons and soup. I was throwing it up. And he was like, yo, let me just take you to the emergency room. I was like, nah, nah, I can't go to the emergency room. Right? And I remember when he said, why, you didn't tell your mother? I said, no, I told my mother. I said, you crazy? I told my mother everything. Um, I just didn't want her to come home because... You know, the lady said I was going to be in a lot of pain. But um, he stayed there. Like, and when he went to go make a sale or whatever, he would be like, yo, I'll be right back. And he did. He came right back. So through that whole night, then he, he finally came in my house at the end because I dozed off. I was out. And I was sweating. And he put me on the couch, put a, a jacket over me, ran into the kitchen, got a piece of paper towel, wet it, put it over my head, like a, you know, a little head um, cooler, and sat there until one of my brothers or one of them came in, and he was like, yo, what you doing? He was like, nah, she was sick. He was like, yo, I'll be, tell her, if she wakes up, tell her I'll be back here in the morning with breakfast. And I can say I woke up like about three or four, like, yo, how the fuck I get on the couch? You know, and I was feeling good then, because I was like, yo, it passed. Um, and that morning, around about seven in the morning, he was there with breakfast. And, you know, we were sitting on the step talking and eating. And I kept asking him, yo, you want to go in the kitchen? He was like, nah, nah, I'm, you know, I don't want to be bothered with your family. And he was like, they scared me, scared me. <laughs> um, so 
that one act, right, of somebody being there in my worst time, I took that. But with the abuse, the verbal, the physical, us fighting, me stabbing him, him shooting at me, like all of that, you know, I, I would hold on to that part. Like, you understand, I was sick and he was there. But you know what he told me? The reason why he did it? Real talk. I'm not going to lie. And that kind of helped me to heal. He said, I was only doing all that because I wanted some pussy. He said, I knew you was going to get healed. And I was like, wow. So, again, healing is an action word. Healing is knowing how the other person view you. Healing is knowing when you are triggered or you're going through something that happened to your childhood or at a younger age. Healing is facing that, healing it, feeling it, and releasing it, letting it go, not making excuses, holding yourself accountable, being understanding of your life. This is your life. You're the author. And accepting the pain that you went through. No one's going to dumb it down. Nobody can't tell you if you were hurt, not hurt, whatever. This is your life, your feelings, your pain. But not living on it. Not holding it and trying to manipulate other people so you can fool them just to hurt and bleed on someone else. No. No. Real talk. You know how many people that are tell me, oh, I go to therapy, but they're not helping. The first thing I ask, are you being truthful in therapy? Are you really telling them? Well, because they're not going to understand. So then why waste your time? You're not ready to heal. You don't want change. You want to stay the same because you get more attention. You know how many people I've seen, especially yesterday and Monday, how many people I've seen they, shit that happened to them 30 years ago? What did I tell you about my good girlfriend? Shit that happened to them 30 years ago. Why are you making it seem like it happened now? You didn't get over it? Like I said, she really loved this dude because he treated her well, but he left. So it's six damn years or more. He ain't been in her life. Why are you still holding on to that? What happened to your life when you were young before this incident happened to make you hold on to that one thing? Because the story you're putting in your mind is a fantasy that you're living in. Real talk. It's a fantasy. It's not the truth. But we're so scared of being vulnerable. We're so scared of holding our truth. We're so scared of just being transparent. Like, yo, this shit happened to me. I can relate to that. Damn. Why am I still holding on to that? Why? Why? Oh, you don't understand. I was molested. Did you go get therapy? No, I don't need therapy. No, you do. Things like that are traumatizing. You do. Maybe you need some medicine. To also balance that imbalance in you. Oh, no, 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 no. But then they get on social media. Yeah, I was molested. I was being abused. Here's my cash app. What me giving money to you is going to do? Seriously, some of this shit is a con. My good friend posted. And I said, damn, that applies for everything. Right? Um, he made a post, right? To where I said, damn, that, that's, that's on everything. He said, I said, yo, I got to share this. He said, 
<laughs> a lot of y'all are sending money to these spiritualists for money rituals. And the only people getting paid is them. A lot of us are sending money to these people that are saying, hey, I did this. Now, I'm not saying all. I'm saying the ones that I witnessed yesterday. Where this incident happened 30, 40 years ago. What me giving you money unless you're going to see a therapist and you're not. Because now I see you shopping in Burlington and the Gap or you're going to get a Gucci bag. How is that helping you with your trauma? Explain to me because the math is not mathing. Please explain it to me. And don't hit me with, well, shopping is a form of therapy. No, it's not. Stop. 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 If you want somebody to help you get a bag, then why not say that? Yo, I really want this bag. I can't afford it. I made some bad money decisions, and I would love for y'all to get this for me. Instead of just making this whole motherfucking story up, of saying, Now, Eva Bea, why are you talking like that? Because, you know, why are you hating? It's only hating if it's a lie. <laughs> and it ain't a lie. Real talk. We have to learn. Seriously. To stop clouding and stop allowing our emotions to dictate our actions. And healing is an action word. It's not a word that you just say and throw around like audacity and all the other words until you know the meaning. And then you take those meanings and put it into action. Real talk. So, I want to give you some root work of healing. The three best things that you can do in root work to heal. One, find you a licensed therapist, real talk. You need to really unload that baggage that you've been carrying around for years. Two, I need you to write a letter to yourself apologizing for anything that you allow to be a part of or happen. I ain't talking about your younger self. I'm talking about your older self. Your younger self, you, you, didn't, have, you didn't have a say-so. But this time, yeah. And the third, I want you to look in the mirror for the next 21 days and say five beautiful, inspiring words about you for 21 days. Not the same words. And don't cheat. Don't hit the, the dictionary and be like, I don't care if you make up a word. But five different words every day for 21 days in the mirror. Because I need you to build up your self-esteem. Because when you, when you know your worth, and you know who you are, a lot of that shit comes easy. It's not arrogance. It's not ego easing God out. It's owning. It's accepting. It's being you. But it's adding action to it. Healing is an action word. It's just not a word. There's action that comes behind healing. That means that action is work. Self-work. Therapy. Getting up, doing things. 50 Cent says something real quick I want to share with y'all. And most people were so offended, but I knew just where he was coming from. He said, depression is a luxury I can't afford. So when Big Boy looked and said, huh, why? People were in the comments like, who is he? How dare we, we have depression? He said, because where I come from, people right now at work, they're feeling bad. They know that they don't want to be here. But they know they got responsibilities because nobody else is going to pay their bills or do anything for them. Ain't nobody going to take care of their kids because if the daddy is already a goddamn bum or the mom ain't doing what she needs, then somebody got to take care of these kids. Depression is a luxury I can't afford. And I said, yo, I know that. When I was young, coming up and having my kids, 
I knew, yeah, I loved my husband, but I couldn't totally depend because, real talk, I couldn't. Not at first. We got to that point, but at first it was rocky. So I had to go. I didn't have time to uh, sit there and be depressed. I had to go to work. And wasn't no kid going to act up on my watch while I have to take days off because the rent got to be paid, the lights need to stay on. Y'all got to do things. My son was wearing a size 11. So sneakers wasn't cheap. My daughters, I had three of them. So no, and I was living in Atlanta. I ain't have no family where if I fall down or fuck up, then somebody come in and take the spot for me. No. So depression was a luxury that I could not afford. I get what he was saying. Anyway, I love y'all. Um, I'll share with y'all tomorrow I will be in surgery. My throat is messed up. Uh, we need to make sure it ain't cancerous or anything like that. So keep me in your prayers. Uh, I will be posting in my way to the hospital and hopefully afterwards. And just pray for me. Uh, for healing, but I already know it's in the bag. And if I die today or tomorrow, any other day in between, know that I did everything within my power to uplift, inspire, encourage, enlighten, make the load just a little bit easier for just sharing my life experience. I appreciate each and every one of you. I'm grateful that you are a part of this podcast. I see the numbers rising. I'm forever grateful. I am. Because so many times people told me I'd never be shit. My life wasn't meant sharing. But I'm grateful now, this day and every other day here and then on, that everything I went through was a reason, a purpose, a blessing. And just so grateful to be able to share it with you. And I say this to everyone. One, don't put me in no goddamn shirt with some heavenly wings because I will come back and burn your shit down. Two, I know everybody. Don't cry for me because I definitely didn't spend my life crying, being sad and depressed or none of that. I lived. And baby, my father once told me that when it's your time to lay on this table, and say your goodbyes, have no regrets. And baby, I ain't got none one. Everything I did was a lesson and a blessing. And I enjoyed it. Kicking, screaming, crying, hollering. But I still enjoyed it. So, I say the same to y'all. I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. I'm grateful. And I know that this will be the last podcast until Monday. Because I have to heal. And if they tell me to be quiet, then podcast is going to be quiet for a moment. So I'll keep you updated and I'm forever grateful. I am. I am forever grateful. Life is meant to be enjoyed and lived through the hurt, the pain, the suffering, because the rain always runs out in the storm and the sun will shine again. So don't take it. Everything is temporary. So instead of worrying about who's hating you, who don't like you, who's this, who's that, Baby, enjoy this goddamn life and keep going. Fuck the haters and everybody else that don't agree with you. Go and do your thing and live your life and know that healing is an action word. Signing out and I'll talk to y'all next week, hopefully. And if not, baby, it was one hell of a ride. 
I hope you don't, anything you take away from my life is that you too can survive and life is meant to be lived. I may not have everything I wanted, but baby, this day and age, I got everything I need. Go with that. Be blessed.